here's a message from Ken Lavica. Let's go heat! Let's go heat! Let's go heat! Let's go heat! Stone the Banowitz! Hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. James hard out. Max oh, wow. Struess, more like Max Contract Struess. Double, double, back to back. Jimmy Butler, number one player. Tobias Harris over me. Speak on it, Jimmy. Speak on it, Jimmy. The Heat are moving on. The Heat have dismatched of the 76ers. The Heat were the better team. Joel Embiid or no Joel Embiid. The Heat were the better coach. The Heat have the better roster. The Heat are the favorites to win the Eastern Conference. Believe that. Ken Levick alive on a Friday here on ESPN 106.3 on the free ESPN app. And on your smart speaker, Anna John Levine, Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the beautiful and sparkly Intracoastal. Joel Embiid, it's, it, I, I think I see, he's still on the floor. He's, st- he's still on the floor. He spends more time on his back than he does using the two feet that God gave him. He made it a point last night to be on the floor as often as he could. Joel Embiid, more like Joel Embad. More like Joel Embam. Jesus. <laughs> Death, torture chamber. That's what Joel Embiid was put in. That's what James Harden was put in. I don't want to hear about injuries. I don't want to hear about what ifs. I live in absolutes. I live in reality. I live in current day. And what I saw last night was a full-strength 76ers team get dominated, manhandled, embarrassed, body-slammed, choked out, buried by a short-handed but better Heat team. Bam Adebayo's defense, especially in the third quarter, is the stuff that masterpieces 
are made up. Clinic tape. Bam Adebayo, that film should be sent to the Louvre and put on display <laughs> next to the Mona Lisa for eons to come. It was a master class in defense. It was a master class in help defense. It was a master class in 1v1 defense. It was a master class in coaching. And Jimmy Butler is putting on a master class in leadership, in putting a team on his back, and in making guys around him better. We give all this credit to LeBron. Everybody's better around LeBron. It is time to give the flowers to Jimmy Butler now. Damn right. Now. That man who was lambasted by 76ers fans and media alike. It's embarrassing what he had to go through, what people said about him, including Crystal Bell, NBC Philadelphia, Sixers Outsiders. If you recall, and maybe you haven't heard it, this was the day after Jimmy Butler got delivered to the Heat. This was the day after Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, when he decided that he was worth more than what the Sixers were willing to pay for him, Jimmy Butler, in fact, let's hear Lisa Leslie instead. You just had it, Stone. Lisa Leslie. Lisa Leslie, who was on... CBS Sports Network. This is what Lisa Leslie had to say about Jimmy Butler. Butler, Miami. You're a fan or not a fan? Jimmy Butler, look, I, I'm just going to be honest. My opinion, a very selfish move for him to leave a team when you talk about the 76ers who possibly had an ability to go and win, especially in the Eastern Conference. He decided to take his talent down to Miami, right? But to go down to Miami where you're sort of the star, hey. So... Again, a takedown of Lisa Leslie. A takedown of Lisa Leslie. By Lisa Leslie of Jimmy Butler. And then there was this about uh, Jimmy Butler and what he was supposed a bad locker room presence, that he was someone that is a distraction, someone who is going to be bad for Ben Simmons, someone who is going to be bad for the locker room, someone the Sixers weren't going to be able to be depended on. And then Jimmy Butler goes to the Heat, and Jimmy Butler becomes the one. I don't want to hear anymore that he's not a one player, that he's not a max player. Jimmy Butler, and the numbers show it, it's not just eye test, the numbers show it, he is the best player in this postseason. So, stuff like this that Crystal Rich said now three years ago upon his departure going to Miami because the Sixers lowballed him, this stuff's dead. It's dead, and it doesn't matter, and it's pure foolishness. He says he only cares about winning. <laughs> so and the, he went to the Heat. So I don't even know how those two sentences marry each other, but let's just for fun. Does he make the playoffs next year? Well, that was determined, Amy, that that was a lie. No, <laughs> Jimmy Butler will not make the playoffs. And guess what? If I have to eat my words, and he is going to have a first-round exit. It's going to take at least one or two years for Jimmy Butler, who wants to be the guy so badly, to get the team to be built around him, to be good enough to compete in the East. The East is getting better by the second. The Mori Povich reference is the tremendous, most tremendous thing ever. And I, I just want to apply. 
Oh, the most oh. tremendous thing ever. <laughs> the most tremendous thing ever. <laughs> you got him. Oh, three years for Jimmy Butler. NBA Finals appearance. Playoffs where they lose to the eventual world champions. And then in year three, top seed into the Eastern Conference Finals. Huh. Weird. But it was the best thing ever. <laughs> Philly, don't you wish you still had Jimmy Butler? Don't you wish you still had Jimmy Butler? I mean, Joel definitely does. But don't take it from me or Stone. Don't take it from me or Stone. Joel Embiid wishes that the 76ers still had Jimmy Butler. Joel Embiid wishes that Jimmy Butler was still in Philadelphia. That guy, Joel Embiid, wishes that he was still playing alongside Jimmy Butler. It's one thing for us to say it, myself and Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. But here is Joel Embiid on Jimmy Butler. Um, obviously, uh, that's my guy. That's my brother. I, um, uh, I mean, it's it's tough, but I'm you know I'm so proud of him. Uh, you know, too. You know, he's playing at a, a real level right now. He's just you know he's something else right now. And, you know, I'm proud of him uh, for. You know, being at this level and, you know, carrying them and, you know, what he's been able to do. Uh, you know, they've had up, up and downs the whole season, um, you know, missing guys, um, you know, not being healthy. And, you know, they still find a way uh, to be number one team in the East. And um, Jimmy Butler, he doesn't need the advocation from Joel Embiid. He doesn't need us to advocate for him. But I tell you what, when Joel Embiid is saying those things, people are going to listen, and now you understand, and now you get it, what we've been saying, what Evan Cohen's been saying, what countless Heat fans, media members down here in South Florida have been saying, but the rest of the country wants to poo-poo it. The rest of the basketball world wants to poo-poo it. But it is now clear, Jimmy Butler is a top five player in the NBA. He Just, is a top five player in the NBA, and any team in the postseason now prays they have Jimmy Butler playing for them. That's a damn fact, and it, it, I'm not even talking X's and O's. What he's doing in the leadership role, mm-hmm. that's how you get to an Eastern Conference Finals. That's how you get to a championship. Like there are, I don't know if there's a leader like him because he's vocal. Like A guy like Giannis, like, he seems vocal, but he's not as vocal as a guy like Jimmy Butler. Man, there is nobody like him in the league right now. Jimmy Butler probably is never going to win that MVP trophy. No, hell no. But if there was a full postseason MVP, Jimmy Butler would have gotten it two years ago in mm. the bubble, and he'd be the front runner right now to get it. Jimmy Butler has been better than Jason Tatum. Jimmy Butler has been better than Giannis Antetokounmpo. Jimmy Butler has been better than Luka. Don't believe me? Look at the numbers. Look at all the analytics. Jimmy Butler has been worth more points offensively and defensively than Luka. Jimmy Butler's been better than Steph Curry. Jimmy Butler's been better than Devin Booker. Jimmy Butler's been better than Jalen Brunson. You can say valuable instead of better. Sure, but both. Or you can say both. Better and valuable. He's been better, and he's been more valuable. Luka took guys one-on-one last night. Jimmy yeah. Butler's been taking guys one-on-one and locking them down, locking them up, putting them in hell, putting them in that torture chamber all postseason long. I mean, and the difference is, at times, Luka should be giving the ball up, and yeah. Jimmy doesn't know hesitation. Here's my point. Here is my point. 
The 76ers aren't done today because Joel Embiid had a broken face or a busted thumb. The 76ers aren't done today because James Harden didn't play to his potential. The 76ers aren't done today because Doc Rivers didn't quite push the right buttons. The 76ers are done today because Jimmy Butler was the best player in the series. The 76ers are done today because Eric Spolster is the best damned coach in the NBA. The 76ers are done today because Max Struess had back-to-back double-doubles and was unguardable in the series. The 76ers are done today because Bam locked down James Harden and Joel Embiid. That's right. I said both of them. James Harden didn't even want to take a shot in the fourth quarter. Took one. Yeah. One. The Heat broke the 76ers. The Heat were the shorthanded team. The Heat won that series. The 76ers being lesser parts or being lesser than their ceiling did not. This was all on the Heat. They dictated the tempo. They dictated the physicality. They dictated the game plan. They played their game. They did what they wanted to, and they bullied the 76ers. That's why the Heat are moving on. That's why the 76ers are done. Do not let anybody else tell you otherwise. I don't care what Stephen A. Smith says on first take about how James Harden purposely lost because he doesn't like Doc Rivers. You know what that is? Another excuse. Just like it was an excuse for Joel Embiid that he was sad that he didn't win MVP. Oh, Joel Embiid has a broken face. Okay, I acknowledge that. How brave. Guess what? He's on the floor. He's fair game. Come strap up, brother. (laughs) And he couldn't do it. Two of the plays that really stood out to me, you're talking about defense getting it done, right? And we we beat or we destroyed, like shut them down, was the band block on Embiid at the top of the the top of the elbow. That uh, was a straight block and we dished it out. And then it was Gabe Vincent Steele on James Harden that ended up to the Tyler to Bam lob. Those plays are so demoralizing for an offense trying to get going, already being down like 10 points. Those two plays stick out to me big time. It is time to give the Heat the respect they deserve. I'm tired of hearing about the 76ers. They're headed their separate ways. Those separate ways being Cancun, Cabo, the Bahamas, maybe Barcelona. It's vacation time. The Heat just keep rolling on. They were the top seed for a reason because they were the best team, and now they're showing it. I don't know how the Bucs and Celtics is going to play out tonight, but I do know just like with Joel Embiid, there's only one team that was constructed to neutralize the best bigs in the NBA, and they all live in the Eastern Conference. Joel Embiid. You had Bam Adebayo. You had the depth. You had P.J. Tucker. You had Dwayne Dedman. Advantage Heat, win for the Heat. It'll be the same story with Giannis and Tenacupo. The Celtics lack size. The Heat don't. The man who should be the defensive player of the year, Doesn't play for Boston. Doesn't play at the perimeter for Boston. Ain't a guard. It's Bam Adebayo. (laughs) He showed it this series, and he is the best chance to slow down Giannis Antetokounmpo in the Eastern Conference Finals if it comes to that. Believe that. But I don't want to hear any more about how, oh, the Sixers, the Sixers, the Sixers. Uh Uh-uh. The Heat are the reason the Heat are moving on. 
What was the single biggest contributing factor to the Heat taking down the Sixers? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. What was the single biggest contributing factor to the Heat taking down the Sixers in the series? 888-760-3776. Roman tweets, Jimmy Butler wishes he was still in Philly too. They just didn't want to pay him. Hell no. That Sixers culture is, how do you say, oh, trash. Trash. Bunch of weak-minded individuals on that roster other than Joel Embiid. I feel badly for Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, I'd respect him a little bit more if he stopped playing basketball games on the floor. I mean, that dude couldn't stop tripping over his feet last night. He is the one who injured Danny Green. He didn't have to go to the floor, but he did, and he rolled up on Danny Green, and he had a Danny Green's night. That was pretty significant. That's not on the heat. That's on Joel Embiid, who's got to stop doing that garbage. But I will say, Joel Embiid is tough. In fact, I think Joel Embiid has some heat culture in him. He's a dog. He has some heat culture in him. I guarantee you, if Joel Embiid was in a heat uniform... He wouldn't be getting knocked out in the second round every year. But the Heat are moving on because the 76ers' ceiling with that front office, with that group, their ceiling is the second round. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. If Joel Embiid never got hit in the face by Pascal Siakam, still would have been a Heat in six. And hey, what if, what if, what if, oh, the Heat path, it got easier. What if, what if, what if the Sixers shut down the Raptors and didn't get forced into a sixth game. What if Doc Rivers had a brain and took Joel Embiid out of the clinching game against Toronto when they were up 20-plus? What if? What if? What if? It ain't the Heat fault that the Sixers have self-inflicted wounds. It's not the Heat's fault. If if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. Damn right. The Heat deserve the respect, and they deserve it now. And we're going to give it to them. What was the single biggest contributing factor to the Heat taking down the Sixers in the series? Because for me, it was that they had the better team. They dictated everything. Everything. And there's no case to be made otherwise. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV. 106.3. Let's go to Big Homie. Big Homie gets us going here on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, Big Homie? What's going on, Ken? How you feeling, man? I'm 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 baked, but you got to be higher <laughs> than me if you think uh, Jimmy Butler is better than Giannis and Luka right now in the playoffs. I just seen the stat last night that said that only Michael Jordan has scored more points in the playoffs per game than Luka Doncic. But I'm going to give the Heat credit. The Heat were a deeper team that I contributed to them beating the Sixers. They're a deeper team and suppose just a better coach than Doc Rivers at this point. I suppose think- a good coach. Like he's a, top, he's a top, top two coach in the NBA right now. Yep, and I think that Doc's days are probably numbered and appreciate it, big homie. But I'm looking past just points per game, looking past just yeah, scoring. I, 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 I agree with Big Homie. you got to leave Luka and Giannis out of the conversation. I mean, look what Luka, Luka okay. is just dismantling the by far okay. title favorites right now all by himself. If you, I understand statistically you want to lean them up against each other, but him and Giannis are not in the same discussion. If you look at total points added, which is an analytic, in this postseason, Jimmy Butler, he is good 
for 61 points added on offense. The next closest is Steph Curry at 45. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, but what, what about the other side of the ball? What about defensive points saved? Oh, that's. I'm glad you asked that because Jimmy Butler is at 26 points saved per game defensively. He is locking down who he's on. The only player better in the postseason is Giannis at 27.2 points saved defensively. Jimmy Butler, far and away, on both ends, has been the best player in this postseason. Period. It's not just me and I test. It's me and the numbers that matter. Yeah, but you got to think stylistically, right? Like, how are teams playing? Who are they playing? When you look at Luka, who is he on the court with? Like, he's playing. He took the. He's taking the Phoenix Suns to Game Seven. Who the hell is by him? We. When guessed, did the Suns become this like elite defensive team, dude? They're 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 really good. They're the, arguably the best team in basketball all no, season but, but, long. I, I mean, I asked you about defense. I mean, they're a great defensive team. They they play in unison. Like they they okay. are on all facets. I think you're of the being game, really, really loose with the word great. They're great. They're great. They're the title favorites. Like, okay, like, but that like, doesn't mean that they're a good defensive team. I, I, I'll rock with you in every aspect of Jimmy being the best in the postseason because this postseason by far. But yeah. when you want to go like, like just toe-to-toe. No, but I'm talking you, about this postseason. Jimmy can – okay. okay. Then, uh, oh, you can keep Jimmy right there, but as far as Luka and Giannis, what they're doing, dude, it's just ridiculous. Like, like Jimmy has pieces. They play as a team. Giannis doesn't have his pieces right now, and they do play as a team. Luka doesn't even have pieces. He, he's got – He's got Chris Middleton. He's got Drew Holiday. Yeah, I mean, they haven't been playing. Those are Giannis's guys. They haven't been playing. They haven't played all postseason. Drew Holiday, did he? Did Drew he Holiday not come is up a with dog. The, did he not come up with the defensive stop that won the game? He's a dog. So he's been playing. He's been. He's been, he's playing, been playing. But I mean, Middleton is his Robin, and there, he doesn't have his th- Robin. There is no team that can take the floor in this postseason against the Heat, whether it's Eastern Conference Finals or the Western Conference Finals, where you can say with great, overwhelming, abundant confidence. That Jimmy Butler isn't going to be the best player in the series. It, 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 what about the Bucks? It's going to be Giannis. If it's the Bucks, it's Giannis. Okay, I'll take I'll take Jimmy Butler. And, and, and I'll take Jimmy Butler. And I and and I know you would, but Giannis is a monster. Okay, okay. He's, I mean he's he's the best basketball player in the world right and now. And the Heat are best equipped. They to are best. Damn right. Him. Damn right. Damn. That's a They're both great prop. players, but Jimmy Butler in this postseason has been better than Giannis. He has been better than Luka. He has been better than Steph. I don't care. Put anybody on the floor against the Heat, and I think Jimmy's going to be the best player on the floor, the most effective player in the postseason. Let's get it. He doesn't care about runner-up for MVP. (laughs) He doesn't care about the MVP race. He knows he's not going to get that credit. The Heat have earned their way into this spot. No doubt about it. It has nothing to do with injuries, nothing to do with facial fractures, nothing to do with James Harden, leaking cholesterol, none of those things. It has everything to do with Spo being an elite coach, mm. with the Heat having an elite system, with the Heat putting together a dangerous rotation and having two starting lineups that can play at any given time. Literally two starting lineups. They're the best constructed team in basketball, and it's been on full display. What was the single biggest contributing factor to the Heat taking down the Sixers in the series? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's at KLV1063. And again, 888-760-3776. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program title partner.
of Ken Levick alive. They're elite as well. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program over two decades, 22 years in fact, of uh, helping the sports executives of tomorrow get into the sports industry. Sign up for fall semester classes now. You can take them on campus or remotely. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. The Heat are moving on. We celebrate. We move. We get the weekend off. This is a good thing. When we return, as good as Spo is, you're going to see why the Sixers are in the total trouble they're in when Doc Rivers, fearless leader, you hear from him his thoughts after the game last night. It is a train wreck. He's Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Max Struess, King. I mean, this Heat team, I don't know what else to say other than told you. Told you. The one seed matters. The one seed is there for a reason. You can make all the excuses for all Joel Embiid you want, for the Sixers, for Doc Rivers, for James Harden. The Heat just imposed their will. No broken face or broken face with Joel Embiid. The Heat would have won this series. They were that much better. That much better. They are far and away the leaders in point differential in the postseason, and they have the best team in the postseason. I'm just... I'm going by the numbers. I'm living with the numbers. They're best equipped. I love that phrase so much. They are the best equipped. Like so much so that let's say this it's the Suns or the Maps, right? That's a toss up at this point. But let's just say the Warriors are getting out. Like you have to start watching film on Miami. You know who's going to have a like great to prepare. Guess who's going to have a great weekend? Ben Simmons. <laughs> guess who? He'll be playing Call of Duty. Guess who scored more in Game Seven last year? Against Atlanta than James Harden did last night in Game 6. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. (laughs) Funny how that works, huh? It is kind of funny. Ben, get well soon. We're presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. So, suppose getting back into the lab today. All eyes are going to be on the Bucks and the Celtics tonight. And you know what I say? Go Celtics. Bring that one to seven. Please. Bring that one to seven. Tire his legs out. So everybody gets to chill. Everybody needs to get into the trainer's room. They're going to do so. This is great. Just like with the Hawks series, able to get in, get rest, get massaged up, be ready to go for Tuesday. How are things going in Philadelphia? Well, this is Doc Rivers when asked about the job he did this season after last night's closeout loss to the Heat. Here is esteemed leader Doc Rivers. I don't worry about my job, Howard. I think I do a, a terrific job, and if you don't, then you should write it because I worked my butt off to get this team here. When I first got here, no one picked us to be anywhere. What? Uh, and again this year, the same thing. So if that's how anyone feels, write it, and I, I'm going to feel secure about it. The results face business. And that's it is, but you don't do it every year. Uh, every time you're wrong, should you lose your job? 
No. So uh, it's the same thing, all right? But it, listen, if you believe that, then go with it. I know how I know what I did this year, and I feel very good about that. But again, if you believe that, Howard, then you just run with it. Wait, hold on. I, I think I blacked out. I, I think I blacked out after a particular point of uh, of Doc Rivers. There, could we uh, could we play that from the beginning one more time, and I'll tell you where to stop it. If I can keep conscious, I'll tell you the part that that that, that had me uh, losing consciousness. I don't worry about my job, Howard. I think I do a, a terrific job, and if you don't, then you should write it. Because I worked my butt off to get this team here. When I first got here, no one picked us to be anywhere. What? Nobody picked you to be anywhere? The what second, are you talking about? The second round? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, you, you, were, you were one more bounce off the rim away <laughs> from going to the Eastern Conference Finals if you're Joel Embiid with Brent Brown as your head coach. Uh, no, Doc, you came in with the biggest of expectations. People thought everything of this Sixers team. Yeah, when you brought Not Harden that they in. were going to go anywhere. Everything. And then that reset button got hit when James Harden came in. Yeah, when you when Harden came, it was now it's championship or bust. Like, now we are built to win a championship. You know what the Sixers are? Starts with a P, ends with a Y. Poverty. Poverty franchise. Oh, ooh, that was good. Poverty franchise. <laughs> oh, why can't the Sixers get out of the second round? Because the franchise is garbage. Oh, why do you what do you brag about the Heat so much? Why do you talk about the Heat so much? Because the franchise is the pinnacle. And it's been on full damned display. People, Victor Oladipo's coming off the bench. Max Struess is throwing up playoff double doubles. Someone from DePaul. If he was, if was he with was, the Windy City Bulls, not like the actual <laughs> Chicago Bulls, but the Windy City Bulls. If he was anywhere else, first take, anybody would be gassing If he played with LeBron, up. it'd be max contract talk for yes, Struess. Yes, it would. If he was in New York, it'd, it'd be almost, I've seen it, the Lynn Sanity talk. Like this, this guy out of nowhere, DePaul, G Lee, dog. Your starting championship point guard is out with a hamstring injury? Um, here's Gabe Vincent. Running the offense for a team going to the Eastern Conference Finals. No, 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 no. You're right, but Joel Embiid's face is the reason that uh, that the Heat won. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, 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 no. It was James Harden who truly he doesn't have anything physically wrong with him other than the fact that uh, he he likes the club a bit too much. Uh, it's it's not on the Heat. No, all this excuse making. I hope it goes away with the 76ers. It's fine. You got what you wanted. The Heat as the one seed are going to. Play either Milwaukee or Boston, and you know there's not going to be any quit. They're absolutely going to bring it. Okay? Bring it. And one more thing before we go to break. If you don't think there isn't going to be drama in Philadelphia, if you don't believe me that the Sixers are a poverty franchise that is impossible to win with, you don't think the culture is broken, you don't think what the Heat have is special, listen to Joel Embiid already setting the table for a drama soap opera offseason with his assessment of James Harden. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I, I think he's been, uh, obviously, uh, I'm sure, you know, since uh, we got him, everybody expected uh, the Houston James Harden, um, but that's not who he is anymore. Uh -oh. uh, he's more of a playmaker. Uh, I thought, you know, yeah, at times, you know, could have been uh, – as all of us uh, could have been more aggressive. Uh. Oh, boy. 
That is the most wild thing to say. Everybody thinks he's Houston James Harden, and he's not that anymore. That'll go over well in the Harden camp, I'm sure. (laughs) This Sixers team is hilarious. That's fine. Hey, national media, Sixers fans, take your soap opera. Enjoy your offseason. Enjoy your offseason. Heat fans, kick your feet up and get yourself mentally right for Tuesday night, game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. When we come back, is Jay Williams finally a believer? Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max? Jay Will joins us when we come back, and we'll see if he's changed his tune a bit on Heat culture and the Miami Heat and their chances at a championship. He's still in the band. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. And Jar in the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, he's the J. Will part. J. Williams, you hear him every day, 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. He is back. He returns to Ken Levick Alive. And J. Will, I will I will explain why I'm asking you this first in just a second. But before my head explodes, before brain matter splatters all over the walls here at ESPN 106.3, please, 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 could you find it in your heart to give credit to the Heat for winning this series in six games because no one first else off, first really off, is. I'm out. You know, you don't need to talk anymore. I'm tired of you guys both framing these conversations as if, like, I am the biggest heat hater of all time or that I don't give credit teams that go out and snatch the soul of other individuals. Mm. Oh. I know how competitive I am. I don't like framing the narrative that way, and I won't have it. <laughs> not on my watch. Put it, putting your foot down. Well, it, this is this is my point, and I'm not trying to create conflict here but between you are, Jay Will. But you are. That's okay. Go ahead. No, but I I don't want <laughs> you to go into a. It's okay if you have conflict with me, but I don't want you to have conflict with your ESPN brethren and sisterhood. Okay. But I okay. get the sense that everything that comes out of the mouth of those who receive a paycheck from ESPN is well, Joel Embiid, well, James Harden, but Jay Will. What about, well, Max Struess? What about Jimmy Butler? What about Bam Adebayo? What about Eric Spolstra? You're right. They took oh, the soul oh, from the Sixers. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. What happens every time you're on the highway and you're sitting there in traffic and you wait 35, 40 minutes and you finally get up to where the accident is and you're like, that's what I waited for? As you stare at the accident and you're going two miles an hour, you're like, I am part of the problem. And that's what's happening with the 76ers. You know why we start with Joel Embiid? Because your guy, Jimmy Butler, down there said, yeah, I would love to be on that team, on his team with him. That, that, what, what does that say? What does that say about the drama that exists in Philadelphia? What does that say about the Colangelo family that got ownership of that team off the props and decided to give Tobias Harris an eight-year, $190 million deal and decide not to go to Jimmy Butler who was right for the Colts, who was one of the only few guys that actually said what that team needed to Hell hear them yeah. say in the locker room. Like, we talk a lot about – that's why I talk about it, because it's a car accident happening. And when you look at cultures, you guys got the best culture in basketball down in South Florida, and you can't build up your 76ers, and they're one of the best players in the world in Joel Embiid that Jimmy Buck would love to play with, but the culture is absolute crap. So, yes – we're going to harp on that for a second because now we're going to talk about Doc Rivers going to L.A. We're going to talk about the drama that exists between James Harden and what Joel Embiid says afterwards. Like, 
he's the he's not the huge James Harden. Now we are expecting to get your fight because there's drama. What happens when there's drama in Miami? This is what happens with winning cultures. Eric Sposer after he won't throw the clipboard at Jimmy Butler and says, "Oh, we are arguing about what we're going to have dinner that night." Yep. And then the drama is over because winning cultures don't let that stuff. This whereas losing cultures let that stuff continue to seep out. That's why we're focused on the 76ers. See, so be thankful we're not we're we're focusing on the negative, and we'll talk about how positive the, the Heat are when they get to the next series. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. And, guys. And, and I do appreciate that, and I understand. No, you, and, no, you don't. No, I, <laughs> you just I, me about it. I, I do, I do. But here's the way I would frame it, and you are you are an established, outstanding professional, Jay Will. Okay, but here's how I would frame it. Okay, so so all of okay. the things you mentioned with the 76ers, they don't exist because the Heat found a franchise player in Jimmy Butler who was a problem in other locker rooms, but he comes into Heat culture and it helps mold him and he helps mold what makes this team successful. Savvy whoa, front whoa, office whoa, whoa, moves like whoa, P.J. Whoa, whoa, Tucker. Whoa, whoa. First, off, first, off, first off, let me tell you that Jimmy Butler is that way in your organization. Because you guys have Pat Wilder. Mm-hmm. You guys have somebody that's just as stern as Jimmy Butler that can look at him in the eye and be like, no, you're wrong. And this is why you're wrong. Not a lot of organizations have a guy as a leader like that that has history and, and literally has all the accolades in the world to back it up. But go yeah. ahead with your point. Yeah, no, but what I, I think that the heat the heat approach to this should be on the front foot, at least today, because there's an entire offseason to talk about the da- disaster that is the Philadelphia 76ers. God knows we had the process thrown into our face for six, seven years. And listen, Joel Embiid, you mentioned him as a car accident. You know what he is? He's a Ferrari. He's a Ferrari, but he's a Ferrari that was built in a dysfunctional way. He's bigger than a Ferrari. Uh, the, the, the gearbox mm. is a little wonky, always has been, needs a little bit of an oil change in big moments when you're you're trying to impress wow. the girl on the side of the highway. You're going to break down. Like That's Joel Embiid. He's tough. He's a warrior. I think he's actually heat culture, and I'm not surprised him and Jimmy love one another. But the fact of the matter is, we can focus on Joel Embiid injuries all we want. That's going to be the story of his career, and it has been, and it will continue to be so. The Heat shut him down. Bam Adebayo played as good a defensive game as anybody has ever played on Joel Embiid in his NBA career last night, especially in that third quarter. So as far as how to frame it, I would put the Heat first and then say, and oh yeah, the 76ers have major problems. That's how I I would put it. You want to do that frame? Because I think a lot of people expect the Heat to beat the Philadelphia 76. I was the one that literally before the series even started, I said, I saw the way they smothered Atlanta and Trey Young. We've had our coming to Jesus Christ conversation on this show, <laughs> live in the moment, about how I pivoted and how I had to change. You guys talked me into it. I'm with you, Stone. I'm rocking about that. But let's be real about this, guys. Let's be really real about this. That was a big challenge. The real challenge is going to come in the Eastern Conference Finals. Ooh. That's the real challenge against either Boston or Milwaukee. That's going to be the real challenge. Atlanta, okay. I get it. People hurt, fine. Like, out of the heat, we're the favorite. Joel Embiid gets hurt. His face gets smashed by Pascal Yakum. He's not playing. James Harden, not a shell of, he's a shell of himself or what he was before. Understood, there are a lot of holes for Philadelphia. I am proud of this team that started Max Struess, that started Gabe Vincent. Two guys that were undrafted players to beat Philly deserves a lot of credit. But the real credit is not that we're in crunch time. You're talking about a player, franchise player that could win a championship. Now I need to go see Jimmy and company do it against a team, that two teams that are 
that have been there, that are right there to win it again. That, that, this is what I want to see. I mean, this no, is the basketball I want to see. No doubt, and I can't wait. And, and your Bucks got to get it done tonight. But I, I want to backtrack to Harden, right? And, and there's going to be so many narratives this offseason about him. No, 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 no. Stone, 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 I don't want to talk about Harden. Yep. I came on here. We're talking about the Heat. We're talking about the Heat. You guys just blame me. I, that we talked about right. 76ers. Now you're asking me James Harden no, questions? No, what I are you doing? Why did Harden get shut down? Yeah, Jay Will. I had an athlete locker room question. Somehow, Jay Will, Jay Will and I are aligned now, and we're attacking Stone. This is incredible. I just, I, I mean, some of the stuff that these Philly players said in front of the mic last night blew my mind, including Doc. But I just wanted to ask when, when Embiid said that it's not the James Harden from Houston, right? That's not who he is anymore. Like, how do you show up the next day and compete with that guy and go to battle with that guy? That was weird. It was cringe to me. Like, from a person who's been in plenty of elite locker rooms, like, like, what does that do to a team? Like, how do you handle that if you're James Harden? If you hear your man, your captain, say, he's not the same guy he was, he's not the James Harden from Houston. Like, that's weird. Two points on that, Stone, real quick. Number one, the reason why James Harden can't go any, by anybody is, number one, like, first off, the hamstring issue – the same blow by speed, and also let's give credit to the incredible defense of Miami. That every time, like even on that pass that I, I, I forget who threw the lob, I think it was Tyler Hero threw the lob to Bam, right? Yeah, yeah. right, over the right after the steal, you saw multiple people in those help gaps each and every time. There was nowhere for James to go, so mm. he did contest the threes. Number two, which is probably the most important point about this whole thing, is that when it's all said and done, here's the problem that I feel like for Joel Embiid. It feels like the time he's had there in Philly, they've been slapping him in the face. Jimmy Butler was the right guy that Joel Embiid fought for. They chose Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler, which is why Jimmy Butler said that going into the locker room Mm -hmm. about Tobias Harris. You chose him over me? Okay, right. He took that personal. So knowing that, and that was the the regime before Omori. That was the Colangelo's, right? So Daryl Morey comes in now, and we're talking about Doc's not a good enough coach. So I hope Doc goes somewhere else. Because what, what's going to happen now is if they go out, if they get Mike Dantone, you know what you're saying to Joel Embiid? You're saying that, oh, we're, we're about to get the piece, the coach, that's right for James Harden. Right. And we had Amari Steyermeyer wow. on our show today, and Amari's like, well, I've had to fight Mike D'Antoni multiple times because I'm just not a pick-and-roll guy. Give me the ball down on the block. So now you're saying you're going to build the franchise around a James Harden guy? And then, by the way, are you going to give him a full, like a max, are you going to give him a max? What does that say to Joel Embiid? You're telling Joel Embiid you're going to stick him to James Harden after he's had the first healthy career year of his life for the next four years? After he just said that about Hemstone? Damn. What are we doing here, Philly? Damn. What's happening? Here with Jay Will, Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. Ken Levick alive. Um, uh, this is a bit today of a P.J. Tucker appreciation show. I mean, that guy, his threes aren't falling, but then he is just attacking the offensive class. He had dagger putbacks in the third quarter last night. A guy who was with your Bucks last year. A guy who is the epitome of toughness, the heat culture. Joel Embiid said after the game, we need a guy like P.J. Tucker. Just another find. We knew that he was going to bring a sense of, of grit to this team, but you add him with a Struess. You add him with a Hero. You add him with a Vincent, with an Adam bio with a butler this roster 
They just keep coming at you. I think that is the key in the series, not the Embiid injury, not that Harden is, well, just a guy now, not that Eric Spolster completely outcoached Doc Rivers. It's that you have two starting units, including Oladipo, but also this Heat team, and Reed made a big mistake, I thought, after game one saying, uh, you know, we can we can grind these guys down. We can beat this team. They'll we fold. can make them quit. They'll, They'll fold. fold. Uh, not this Heat team. It's gonna the same is gonna go for the Eastern Conference Finals. There's gonna be tough times, but there ain't no folding with this group. Look, from a guy who's won a championship before, not at the NBA level, but at the college level, the, the thing you need to learn about, right, when you're in these runs, is you lose games, but the team's ability to go back and address and those details of how they lost those games, the quickest, those are the teams that can bounce back. Yeah. And, and like nobody doubted that the Miami Heat weren't the better coach team. Nobody doubted that the culture of the Miami Heat wasn't exponentially better than Philadelphia. But I, I think sometimes people seeing how teams play together, like it, it, it together is the operative word, guys. And it's something I think becomes a little bit remiss when we talk about professional sports because we get so enamored with the stars the big-name people that say or do polarizing things that dominate headlines. Mm. And for me, together, about being a unit, right? Like being a tight-knitted unit where the way they feel like they were looked over or glossed over, you saw that trickle down into Kyle Lowry, who didn't play in this series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. who They beat a Philadelphia team that people thought could win a world championship with James Harden with – they're one of their leaders, one of their bona fide, most gritty players ever. Coaching. Not playing. Yeah. That's incredible. You talked about, Jay, you talked about guys getting glossed over and stuff. I just want to ask, if Max Struess was anywhere else, would people give a damn? Like, like, I saw something last night comparing it to Lynn Sanity, and obviously it's not at that level yet, but if he was in the New York market, if he was on any team in the spotlight, he's, if he was playing with Braun, just like a Caruso role, like, would we know about this guy? Because right now nobody gives a damn who this guy is, and we don't even know where he came from. I mean, so Matthew Della Vadova. Right, right. Does Matthew Devadova sign like a $40 million deal unless he plays with LeBron James? <laughs> right. No, and this is, why, this is why I try to tell people sometimes, and like, oh, he's a, he's a bust or he's a bum. Yo, where you get drafted and what system you get drafted to matters. Fit over pick. It matters. You know what I mean? Like, so for me, like, I got drafted with a second overall pick, and I was like, oh, you should kill. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm also running the triangle my whole rookie year. Like, I don't have the ball in my hands. Like the triangle is built for a swing guard or a power forward, Shaquille O'Neal or Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan. And that's not an excuse, but, man, I wish I was going to an Eric Spoelstra-like system. I wish I was going to a system where it was built for guards and faster play. So, like, yes, for Max Schuess, it matters that you get drafted to a heat culture. Duncan Robinson, does he get that, does he get that kind of money if he plays with another team other than the Miami Heat? Hell no. I don't know. Culture and style matter, boys. I, I think that, and I know that I've already gotten on you, Jay, for, for not considering Jimmy Butler a one, even though he's been the best player in the postseason period uh, in this entire playoff, not just the Heat. But um, 
I think we got to start having the conversation like we've talked about with LeBron for so many years in his career. Jimmy Butler flat out makes people around him better. You can go back to Jay Crowder, Goran Dragic and that group that went to the finals in the bubble. You can go back to a Duncan Robinson last season, the season before, Tyler Hero, uh, and now especially Max Strews. He he is so still underappreciated. Can't we admit that he makes people around him better? He does make people around him better, but I don't get a damn what you say. Can he get his team over the hump when it all matters? That's it. And uh, you can get angry at me for it. And I love Jimmy Butler. I think he is an absolute star. I love the grittiness. I love the toughness. But until he goes out and he gets it done, that's something that's going to be used against him. Because a lot of people think that Jimmy Butler is a great guy that can get you right there until he can't get you over the hump. And that's what he has to fight for. Who is the best team in the other East series? It could end tonight. Bucks or the Celtics? Who, just irregardless of where the series stands right now, who is the better team, the Bucks or the Celtics? The better team, the more complete team, are the Boston Celtics. But the better team who has championship experience that finds ways to win games in the last three minutes that's the Milwaukee Bucks. And that matters. Opinion. That matters. That absolutely that matters, matters, man. And I, I, I kind of, you know, one of the things that people don't talk about at Boston uh, enough about Boston is at the beginning of the year, man, they were atrocious yeah. in the game scenarios, man. Yeah. Like, they could not close out games to save their life. And then all of a sudden in January, Emilia says they have a coming to Jesus meeting and they start to trust and believe in each other. And I think they've gotten a little bit away from that down the stretch. So when you see that they're 4 and 11, in games that they can't close out the last three minutes of games or so, that's what the playoffs are about. It's about having the player that can make big plays down the stretch. Drew Holiday has done that. Now, I'm not saying the Celtics can't win the series, but I, I'm just saying, like, having a closeout game tonight in Milwaukee, uh, that's going to be a huge task for the Celtics, uh, especially when they struggle in in-the-game situations like that. You, now, okay, you talked about down the stretch, and we all saw the, the Drew Holiday and Marcus Smart getting ripped, and because the Bucks, it seems when they're in those situations, they inevitably come out of them. And Miami hasn't this season. Like, we've been made fun of in that last two, three minutes of the game just folding. Do you think, if it's, if it's Milwaukee, because I do, I do, I think it's Milwaukee, uh, inevitably, but do you think that we see games in a Bucks heat series where it comes down to it and Giannis just takes over and there's nothing the Heat can do about it? They, the, the, the biggest piece for Miami, if they face Milwaukee, is going to be Bam Adebayo. Now, I know a lot of people talk about, mm-hmm. is he aggressive enough offensively? But you just look at the versatility that he has. Like, he is the one versatile Swiss Army knife that has the lane, that has the foot speed to really combat and for Giannis to be content with settling for these. Now, it's not just going to be him. It's going to have to be a collective effort, right? And that's going to be P.J. Tucker and guys like that staying out of foul trouble. But I, I got to tell you, man, method-wise, it gives Miami a legitimate chance, a legitimate chance, Boston or Milwaukee, because of him as that versatile piece, yep. especially, though, if it's Milwaukee. Yep. Especially if it's Milwaukee. Well, we we had talked about a lot coming into the postseason. The Heat had the best depth in the East, and they had the player best equipped including the system best equipped to give Joel Embiid problems and to give Giannis problems. Whether that means wins, don't know, but they're the best equipped, and that makes me feel good about it and keeps me cocky and keeps me coming at J-Will, who, by the way, the fact he jumps See? on here and lets us pepper him is a big damn deal, and we appreciate because it. You, 
Because you guys don't know the real story. Can I tell you the real story real quick? Please. Story time with Uncle Jay. Yeah, let's second. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Uncle Jay. So it, it's, see, see, yeah, because I'm older, so I can call myself Uncle Jay for a second. <laughs> this, this is where I'm going on this one, guys. Just know this. Just know sometimes how things work out in the media when you have friends. So my freshman year at Duke, I get a chance to go out. And myself and Dunleavy are hanging out. And we're having a great time. Mike Dunleavy was the third pick in the draft, and I was the second pick in the draft. And we come into practice the next day kind of hungover. And Coach K is just getting after me in practice, getting after me. And we're having a sit-down. We're watching tape. And Coach is just destroying me, having, like, the little red dot all over my ass, all over on the screen, just talking about how I'm lazy. He's like, so, like, Jay, you think you're going to be a good draft pick? Like, you're never going to get drafted. Teams don't want to have guys who aren't committed. You don't think I know you went out last night after the loss? You don't think I know that? Right? He's like, well, like, Nick, would your dad, would you guys draft Jason? I'm like, Nick, what are you talking about, Nick? This guy's, like, handing me Gatorades on the team. And Nick's like, no, sir, we wouldn't. And then after practice, I'm like, what? I don't understand, Nick. Like, what, what do you mean? And one of my team's like, yeah, you know, you know, Nick, his dad is Mickey Harrison. They, they own the Heat. They own the Carnival Cruises. And I'm like, oh, my God. I had no idea. And Nick was like, yeah, Jay, do you want a Gatorade? I'm like, Nick, do you want a Gatorade? Do you want a towel? <laughs> is there anything I can get for you? Right? So, like, Nick is one of my all-time best friends. And we always joke about this. Because in the way, all I do is I cheer for him to win. And I cheer for them to win. But there's this ongoing theme that I always root against the Miami Heat. And if it leads to them winning a championship for Nick Harris, then God bless, man. Because I, 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 I love the way they run the program. I've hung out with Pat Riley. I've been at Wade's fantasy camp down there. I lived in Miami. There's nobody else I would love to, for the Heat to win. I just have to play my role until it gets it done, boys. So just know that backstory <laughs> as you like to bear me as I come on every show from here on. I love Deal? it. I, that is deal. a deal. That is a deal. And I do like that story time with Uncle Jay. We might have to make that a, uh, a, a regular <laughs> Hell thing here. Yeah. Wise Uncle Jay. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate you. And we'll talk to you once we get this Eastern Conference Finals going, okay? All right, boys. And Stoney, stop texting me randomly late at night. My wife thinks it's somebody else. I'm guess not. <laughs> Stone, he wants to talk to Heat. He's getting me in trouble, man, Don't okay? Get Jay in trouble. Come on, man. Jay, Jay. <laughs> Just change my co- <laughs> Change my contact name to like Darlene or or, or like Charlotte. <laughs> Stop playing that game from a long time ago, brother. Later, Jay. Appreciate you, man. Bye, guys. Later. The Heat are moving on. What a what a relaxing weekend it's gonna be. Oh boy, oh boy. Maybe uh, maybe grab some lemonade, put a little tequila in there, set up a lounge chair in the backyard, sip away, and watch. Watch games that I don't give two craps about. How about that for a weekend? Hey, Addie, Leah, go go to friends' homes. Go to friends' homes. Daddy has to take some time for himself. So good. Driving on to the Eastern Conference Finals like you'll drive off the lot at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach where I got my Kia K5 GT. What a beautiful automobile. Beautifully constructed just like the heat roster. It is blue. It is gorgeous. It is fun. It is powerful. It is for the family. It is safe. It is fuel efficient. And it's not just a Kia K5 GT that meets all those specifications if you go to the lot at greenway kia west palm beach well you're going to see them all over the place you're going to see different styles different fits for everybody not only is the selection great at greenway kia west palm beach and it's why i'm 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 super into them uh but also they take care of you There's not going to be a situation where you walk in and say, hey, I'm looking for this type of car or I'm looking for this type of situation. I'm in this circumstance and they say, ah, you know what? 
or probably not for you, sir or ma'am. No, 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 no. They have a credit clinic on site. They have bank reps who, no matter your credit situation, are trying to take care of you, get you out of there with a Kia, and doing so in a non-pressuring way, in a helpful way, in a how-can-we-make-this-work-for-you type of way. It's what I appreciate about them. They are there working for you, and a lot of times in the car industry, that is not the case. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. How do you get there? Easy. Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. That's Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, westpalmbeach.com. When we return, that's right, we're still high on this heat train, but also J-Mart comes in. Also, football. That's a win, that's a loss. Tautel. We have a lot to do to end the week. Stick with us, won't you? Still in the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.